It's time for the End of Conversation Podcast With funny man Damian Lemon And the voice of your choice Ali Muhammad Yeah This is Damian Lemon This is Ali Muhammad And this is In the Conversation Podcast We are back once again Another week in your ear You know Black History Year Anyway Um <laughs> I'm committed to it. Fuck it. Uh, in the building. Uh, happy to be here. You know, another, another another week out here talking our shit. I want to, um, I guess at the top, man, I want to, you know, because I feel like, I guess over the last week, two weeks, I guess we, we spoke about DMX, but, mm-hmm. you know, Black Rob died. Mm-hmm. Shop G passed away, and uh, you know, I just wanted to uh, send a rest in peace shout out to both of them. You know, um, you know, it's just it's unfortunate that uh, you know that they 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 died so soon. You mm-hmm. know, in life, and um, and you know, uh, obviously, you know, they've gone, but just to. Just to give them their flowers, you know, I was just, I was just thinking, um, first off, Black Rob, you know, I feel like, I don't ever like saying people are underrated, but I just feel like, you know, I don't know if Black Rob got enough, got enough due for mm-hmm. how dope he was, especially as a storyteller. He was a hell of a storyteller. You go back, you know, I went back and listened to the Life Story album and listened to, you know, just other little features and stuff like that. He was a beast, you know, and his, mm-hmm. his storytelling was crazy. Um, he was funny. Um, but there was a thing that I wanted to, damn, there was something that, that I, um, oh, so yeah, no, his storytelling was dope. He had a lot of anthems. One thing that I remember just about Black Rob, I don't know if I ever talked about this, Black Rob, uh, that album and his reign um, <clears throat> coincided with right around the same time that I was a, of legal drinking age, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Half Pierre, who was the A and R on that project, was also featured on that album as Joe Hooker, you know. Oh wow! On, on, yeah, so like on top of you know, like obviously there was Whoa and records like that, but then he had records like I Dare You. Um, what was my other one? Um, you don't know me, but I hear me fall. Like, if you listen to Joe, if you listen to Half P or the Black Rob albums, doing as Joe Hooker, um, as Joe Hooker doing these hooks, these are the perfect hooks for <laughs> your initial forays into uh, getting drunk. You know what I mean? It was. <laughs> It was nah, it was definitely <laughs> plenty of moments where I'm just drinking whatever was on special because that's how you really get into the game when you first actually could legally drink and you go to the bars and you you know you still ain't got a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. Whatever's on special, whatever that happy hour, happy hour used to be the shit. Like what the happy hour thing was going on and whoever was spinning when they would play one of those records. There was plenty of times that I remember just like at the top of my lungs, off key, singing fucking, you don't know me. Oh. Like, you know what I mean? But I was just, I was just thinking about that shit, man. I was, I was 
going through Black Rob's catalog, you know, and then obviously, you know, his storytelling, man. He was a beast. Mm-hmm. He was a beast. And, uh, you know, rest in peace to him and, you know, salute to his, his friends and family. My condolences. And then, shit, then turn around. I mean, it was just like back to back to back, you know, after DMX, then Black Rob, then Shock G out of the right. blue. Man, that was, you know, I was a, you know, it was funny, man. Like, I was a, uh, obviously, Digital Underground when it came out, the Humpty Dance. Like, he was, I've always had a, I've always been a big fan of artists that were like silly that had fun with it, that wasn't always so serious, mm-hmm. that, you know, obviously, besides just making a catchy record, like, like could laugh at themselves or be humorous with it, whether that's Bismarck E, whether that's Shock G, you know, like, there's there's a, a list of red men, there's a list of people that could kind of, you know, that add some levity to the mix. Mm-hmm. And, um, but what was so funny was I remember... I was young and my man, uh, shout out my man, Alex, Godfather Lex, we used to call him, um, my man Skeeter D's brother, older brother, they had a bunch of um, music and shit and uh, he let me hold the Sex Packets album and I remember trying to sneak the shit into my house and in retrospect, I should have just put it in my pocket. I don't know what I, what I was doing, but I had the cassette and I kind of might have had it behind my back or something suspicious. Cause I guess mm-hmm. cause it was called sex sex packets. I did I didn't want to just walk up in the spot with you know what mm-hmm. I mean just you know. So I'm kind of like trying to tuck it in my mom's for whatever reason. Like it's like, yeah, what's what you got there? And I, I said nothing. She said no no no. What's what's that? <laughs> I said oh, <laughs> uh, it's just the, just the tape. <laughs> she was like it's a tape. What kind of tape is that? I said that's some music. You know what I mean? So let me see it. <laughs> I was like oh shit. So I, I bring it over to. Her. She said sex packets. What the, what, the, what the fuck is what is sex packets? So this back in the days when it was like you know <laughs> it was the main stereo. You know what right. I mean? so my mom's <laughs> put the put the tape in the main stereo with the big speakers. You know the shit that for the for the house. You right. know what I mean? And she pressed play and it was just all types of moaning and shit like oh ooh. And my mom's like, what the hell is this? I was like, you know, it's just, you know, you got a song Humpty, it's a good song, you know what I mean? She was like, Who gave you this? I was like, Oh, oh my friend, who gave you this? I was like, Ah, oh, my friend, my friend Alex. And she's like, all right, well, tell Alex he's going to have to come here if he want to get his tape back. I said, ah, oh, shit. Now I got to... I had to call my homie Alex. He come over. My mom's give him a talking to. The, Why are you giving him these type of tapes? He looking at me like, damn, fam, this is how it's going down. So she gave him back the tape. I'm looking like a clown. And uh, that is one of my moments that was like one of the, you know, <laughs> stuck in my mind. And I always had, you know how you got these like, these little fantasies kind of or hopes that, like, I always felt like, you know, if I ever cross paths with Shock G, I'm going to tell him that story, man, because that shit was like, that shit was, it, it was one of the moments that was impactful. I remember that mm-hmm. shit, you know what I'm saying? It was, uh, it was a hell of a moment. And, um, you know, but I just remember, I just remember his his impact when he hit the, when mm-hmm. they came out into the game. And then I just saw this, um, this funny, um, 
clip when they was on the Apollo. I don't know if you ever see this, but it's been circulating on social media. They was on the yeah, Apollo, yeah. and they came out with the paper bags on their head, and they were like, we're yeah, the no-name yeah, yeah. rappers. And they started getting booed, and they snatched the paper bags off, and they started rocking that bitch. I was like, and oh, man. The, the most impressive part about it was when they lift the curtains and their whole setup was there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The whole band. It's like, oh, shit. They went, they, you know what I'm saying? You, you see the disadvantage you have as, like, a local rapper. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You, don't, you ain't got no whole stage set up in a lighting kit, none of that shit. You know what I'm saying? You just out there butting that nope. with the, you know what I'm saying? With, with a DJ. Behind. With a DJ right. on a card table. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. The whole backdrop and all of that shit. But, yeah, yeah. man, rest in peace to Shock G. I'm sure you got some... Um, you want to weigh in on? You well, know, yeah, either. yeah, definitely. I mean, um, it, it's been weird. Like this whole segment, like DMX, Black Rob, and then um, Shock G. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like you know, with DMX and Black Rob, it's like the right the era right before I moved to New York. Mm-hmm. This was their reign. This was like when, when um. Money, Power, Respect was out. Whoa was out. Uh, DMX first album had just dropped. You know what I'm saying? So, like, all of these songs were, like, the the soundtrack to my when I'm about to leave Miami. You know what I'm saying? So, I remember one of the last times I went to South Beach before, we, before I left, and it was like, it was playing that money power respect and I'm like damn that shit is right whoa was was the shit you know what I'm saying so whoa and money power respect right there with DMX on the coming in on the end mm-hmm. I'm like yo and then I'm I'm about to move to New York so I'm trying to get my mind wrapped around what the scene is like you know what I'm saying so they you know I'm on South Beach and they playing these records I'm like it was just one of them times where New York had a strong presence and these were the guys you know what I'm saying it was Black Rob it was DMX it was, you know, the locks, you know what I'm saying? That whole shit, like, as soon as I touched down, that whole Rough Riders album dropped with Eve, that what you niggas want. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, they was running. Yeah, they was running that era. Like, the Swiss Beats was on fucking fire. You know what I mean? So it just reminded me of a time that wasn't so fucking happy for me. You know what I'm saying? But mm. I recognized how live all of that shit was. I just wasn't. Participating it, participating in it in the way that I would want have want to be. So, yeah. like the key song that came out of that era was "Slipping" from DMX. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? And I wasn't the hugest DMX fan. You know what I'm saying? Like I I, I liked his joints that came out, but they wasn't like my shits that made my goosebumps come up. You know what I'm saying? It was like okay, I recognize like "Get at Me, Dog" did, but the rest of it was like I recognized it as some dope shit. But it wasn't like my shit, you know? So, mm-hmm. but slipping, you know what I'm saying? It was just it, the way, the way the first time I heard it, it came on the radio and I'm riding in the car and riding with my homeboy. And I'm like, man, I, I'm thinking to myself, I'm making a decision to change my life. Like, man, I'm, I'm about to change all this shit, man. I'm getting up out of here. I'm going to go to New York. And then that slipping came on, you know what I'm saying? And it's, And I felt like, I felt like what he was talking about, even though the word for word, it didn't match, but the sentiment and the energy was like, damn, that's what the fuck I'm slipping. I need, I need to change this whole thing. You know what I'm saying? So it's weird that, you know what I'm saying? They died in that kind of cluster. You know what I'm saying? It's like, shit, 
that was the music that was of that time. And, um, <clears throat> and so it's a weird because right now I'm in a moment where I need to change my shit. You know what I mean? So, um, not for the same reasons, but just cause it need to change for a nigga become a dinosaur out of this bitch. So we're going to talk about that later, but shock G like you mentioned that, you know, Black Rob was right around the time you was coming of drinking age. Mm-hmm. Shock G and Digital Underground was that for me. I was coming into, I think it was right before my drinking age, but it was during that era because mm-hmm. songs and shit lasted a lot longer back then. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like songs yeah. in the club played a lot longer than they do now. You know what I'm saying? You might hear something now that should be gone in two, three weeks. Ain't that crazy? Back then. You know what I'm saying? Back then, the party, the joints that hit in the party, them shits last two, three years, four years. You know what I'm saying? It's like niggas be still in rotation in the club. But Humpty Hump hit, like, I'm probably a sophomore at FAM. And when that shit hit, that shit hit hard. Like, that shit, like, the beat came on like no other beat. You know what I'm saying? Even though it was, like, almost comedy the music was serious, you know what I'm saying? That whole digital underground, their music was serious. And, um, you know, you find out over time that Shock G was the the main, you know, the main uh, visionary for that group and the music and producing the shit. And so, you know, I, um, a piece came up, Rakia. You remember Rakia? You worked that vibe? Rakia Mays. Yeah, Rakia Mays posted her article that she wrote on him, it's like a short little brief article that she wrote. And um, it was a, it was him and he was talking about how, you know, his worst nightmare was, would be OD and on stage as Humpty Hump. You know what I'm saying? And, and cause he was saying like, he was doing a lot of drugs. He was doing that character and he felt like that character was taking over. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? He's like, he had a dream where he woke up out of the dream, like, I'm Shock G. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? I guess, and he said that I was jealous of Humpty Hump. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right. So it's like he created this character that got bigger than him, and he. Now I don't think he ever found a way to reconcile that, for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? And it seemed like, you know, in some of his later interviews, like, it seemed like he never got to the place where he felt recognized for his talent the all the talent that he had as opposed to just one piece of it you know what i mean discovering Pac and being humpty hump you know right so you know I, I don't think he got the credit as the artist that he wanted to get you know and yeah um it's a it's a lesson in that like you know what i'm saying hiding behind hiding behind your creations as opposed to standing in front of them you know what i mean sometimes that be the thing that gets you on mm-hmm. but then you know what I'm saying? You had to be able to live with that being what it is. You know, it's like even when I was rapping, I relate to it because even when I was rapping, I had the same thought process. You know, all right, I do this shit as a group when it wasn't really a group. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, you know, it just felt better to surround yourself with, you know what I'm saying, the the name of a group as opposed to just your name and everything ain't just on you. Right. And then, uh, but then with me, I just didn't have enough people, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, to back the shit up. So it was like, nigga, where the group at? Oh, shit, they coming. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Me and the hype man, you know? And so they're like, nigga, where the rest of the group? <laughs> wait, 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 but hold on. Really so wait, you named your group before you had your group? 
Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> in theory, it was supposed to be my all the homies that was with me, that was around me at the time, was supposed to be, you know, part of it. They was invited. But when, yeah, but then when the sh- when the rubber hit the road, when the shits got pressed up, mm. you know what I'm saying, niggas, they weren't really, they it wasn't something they really wanted to do, you know what I'm saying? Because oh, yeah. back then, back then, independent rapper wasn't a real sexy job title, you know what I'm saying? It yeah. was like it wasn't it wasn't like a, a Master P yet. You know what I mean? Like Master P made it cool. Like like Luke was doing it, but Luke was super successful off his, you know what I'm saying, first or second record. You know, but when Throw the D came out, he fucking changed the whole world. So it wasn't like it didn't seem like an independent rapper. Yeah. You know what I mean? It seemed like an entity. The nigga had a whole fucking shit behind him, whole system. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like Cats really was trying to do that. So I ended up doing it and doing it solo, but it was still under the name of the group. But it didn't matter. But I understood. I only said that to say because I understood what Shock G had to go through because he did it, but it was successful. You know what I'm saying? So he never had to, you know what I'm saying? I could walk away from my shit because it wasn't successful like that. I just walked away and just became me. You know what I mean? Him, he's still forever tied to something that the world knows you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and and it's probably harder to get out from under that you know what i mean once everybody knows but even now like in work and stuff like that you know you have to find a way to achieve in the way that you want to you know what i mean because sometimes you might get to your goal but it's not in the way that you want to get there you know right so and sometimes you just had to suck it up. And sometimes you had to figure out, okay, how do I wiggle myself into the way that I want to be seen? How do I, how do I, I have a perception problem. How do I change that? So, you know, it's an ongoing project. And, but if, if your shit is saddled in drugs and success and, and, and the light, it probably is 10 times 10, it's harder by tenfold. You know what I'm saying? It's like create a Frankenstein. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Right. yeah it's, so, go ahead. so his death just, you know what I'm saying? It, it like put a period to that struggle that you've seen him go through over the years. And, um, you know, that was something that, that probably touched me a little differently because I could relate to what he, what he went through. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's unfortunate. Cause I, you know, there's a few people, there's one, this woman I follow, Fire, spelt with a P P F I R E, known her for a while. Mm. But like she's like a, she comments a lot on. She's real deep into like you know music, music history or whatever. And like she was a, a super Shock G fan. Like prior to all mm. this, like you know she kind of started retweeting a bunch of her receipts, like. 17, 07, oh, you know what I mean? Like, I was saying Shock G was the shit, you know, and it was a lot of um, the people that knew seemed like there was another layer because I think that, to your point, the Humpty thing got so big that, you know, like I said, it was, a you know, I look, I associate a lot of his career with levity and being funny and all of that, but obviously there was a lot deeper in what I what has come to reveal you know, some people knew, mm-hmm. but like the real deep fans, they were like, you know, it's a damn shame that people didn't know 
how much of a music virtuoso he was. Like he produced all of this and he, all everything mm-hmm. you heard instrumental wise, musically, like that was all of his creation. Like he was more than mm-hmm. just this gimmick. You know what I mean? And right. yeah, it goes back to that point. Cause it is, it's just unfortunate, you know, like there aren't many, you know, I've seen a few clips and I've been um, adding them to pocket. I'm going to be reading them over the next week or two, but like, there's not much, he didn't do a whole lot of press, a whole lot of interviews, not a lot of on-camera stuff. There's, you know, very little of that. So there's no real, there's not many definitive, I don't want to say definitive, but there's not many uh, opportunities or there's not much footage of him going on, expounding on, oh, you know, I did that and I did this and this is what right. I created here. And, you know, like you could tell there's like right. a little clip that was going around online where he was talking about the different flows between, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Slick Rick and, and Big and himself and, you know what I'm saying, and just the way mm-hmm. that he articulated there, you could tell that his his musical ear was obviously advanced. Like, he looked at it and, you know, he's seen it from a different, you know, he, he seen it from a, a, a different perspective, and I wish there was more of that, you know, and it's just, it's mm-hmm. unfortunate. Um, yeah. Right. But, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's you know that's why like you gotta, not you gotta, but you know what I'm saying not saying what he had to do, but right. you know what I'm saying that era was an era before podcasts, before social media and and incessant sharing and you know what I'm saying you knowing everything about an artist, you know every it's you know, but then you get to an era where you still lived in the place where that exists, but then. You know, do you come out and say it or you are you waiting for everybody else to say it or ask you the questions? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I don't know where he was at with it. You know what I mean? I think one at one point, I think he he had like a studio fire and it burnt down all his shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So so it's like, you know, that's all that shit is tough, man. You know what I mean? And why why you why you here is like, you know, made me think like, you know. While you here, are you actually putting yourself in the best position? You know what I'm saying? Because I would hate for me me to just kill over the night, and then I'm like, damn, I ain't even put myself in the best position. I ain't even talk about half the shit. You know what I'm saying? I ain't do. You know what I'm saying? I'm tripping, and people ain't giving you know accolades on this and that and the third. But you ain't talk about the shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, or, or you know what I'm saying? You didn't feel it was important to put that out there or you never found a way to put that out there in a way that you was comfortable. Um, you never took what you did and crystallized it and said, Hey, this is some shit, you know, you just do it and keep it moving and go to the next shit. And then the next shit and the next shit. And then, you like, well, yeah, damn, I did that. Yeah, right, nigga. <laughs> right, right. I didn't even know y'all was giving props for shit like that. I bet did that. Yeah. 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 Shit, I did that shit 10 years ago. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? But, but you know, who 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 does it fall on? You know what I'm saying? It don't fall on the world. It falls on, on you. How, if you want it out there, there's many ways in this day and era for you to get your story out there or for you to do the things that you would like to do that's in your lane or that will make you feel proud of yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, if people acknowledge this, you know? So it's, is where do you put the importance? Where do you put the time? Where do you, where do you put the work ethic? You know what I'm saying? Cause you know, 
people will tell you you got to get out there and grind. Or people will tell you you got to have a workout. You got to get up early before the birds and shit. You know what I'm saying? And get get your day going, seize the day. You know, you know, you got all the all of the, the quotes and shit out there. But nobody can tell you what to work on, what to grind on, what to do when you get the fuck up before the birds and shit. What to do when you up late at night? Because most times we end up just doing default shit or shit. That's just, you know, that can get us something right now, whether it's a client's work or a job's work or, you know what I'm saying? You work on those things, you grind and you get into it, get into it. But sometimes it's the work that don't promise that it's going to get you to it. You know what I'm saying? It ain't promised that that shit going to work or if anybody going to pay attention to it or if you're going to make money on the shit. That's the shit you got to. You got to, but if it's important to you, that's what you got to work on before the birds. That's what you got to grind on. You know, some people already know it. Some people already like, you know, this my shit. I'm going for it. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Help me with my shit. You know? Mm. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's on you to, 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 uh, tell your story, you know, and, uh, yeah. and know that your story is worthy. Cause I think that there's a lot of that, like, um, funny like it's like uh it's like copyright law i'll give you a quick little anecdote that kind of brings us all together because mm-hmm. in copyright law right uh if somebody takes your copyright you know uh you got to do everything you do to put that to establish that it was yours you know what I mean? To put it out there, even mm-hmm. before you set, even before you sue, and even if you sue, there's a chance mm-hmm. you could actually lose, or things might not go uh, your way as you would think they are, because there, there's basically, um, I want to say laws, but there's, um, yeah, I guess, I guess not laws, but there's a policy in hand where they're saying, listen, with your copyright, you need to be diligent about owning it and about uh maintaining mm-hmm. it you know what i mean you can't leave it and enforcing, enforcing it. it you can't leave it vacant you know what i mean because if it's just vacant somebody could just usurp that shit and if they do more with it than you did with it it's almost like well damn they you know and i didn't you know i didn't realize that. i read that a little later on i was like wow that's crazy and how that flips back to mm-hmm. uh to shock g just real quick was um you know we used to have a uh a comedy show we did on Wednesdays, which is hump day. We called it comedy on the hump. And we did mm-hmm. a, uh, our first flyer was featuring, it was just like the, the diggable planets, you know, the Humpty shit. We used the Humpty, uh, the face, my man Cleophus designed it. And I remember mm-hmm. putting it out in the world. Castle, like, Oh, that's hot. Y'all flipped that. That was ill. Da, 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 da. And I remember showing it to, uh, to Danielle Smith. Shout out to Danielle Smith. She's from Oakland. And, uh, I showed mm-hmm. it to her. She used to be, uh, uh, Editor-in-Chief of Vibe and, you know, a bunch of other places. And she has a podcast called, I think, the Black Girl Songbook. But anyway, I remember mm-hmm. when I showed it to her, she was like, this is copyright infringement. <laughs> she was the first, the first person <laughs> to say that shit. Because she, she knows Shock G. Like, they grew up together. She know them, like, for real. So she was, like, holding them down. Like, yo, this ain't, nah, this ain't even the move. I'm like, well, I ain't getting no money off of this. This is just a flyer, you know, being blase skip. But I just, that struck me. I was like, damn. Oh, wow. That was the first 
note of dissent that I got on it. And I remember that, you know what I mean? <laughs> I was I was out there like running with it. And uh, obviously I knew, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But I wasn't trying to get no paper off that shit. But anyway, uh, I just remember that. And it goes back to you got to you gotta tell your story. And you got to think that your story is important, right? So I was watching um, D-Nice on The Breakfast Club today. And... Mm-hmm. You know, they asked the D-Night, you know, he's telling the story, you know, it was obviously, it was like, you know, obviously his most recent victory is Club Quarantine, which is now CQ, because they don't want to dwell on the quarantine portion of it. But, you know, mm-hmm. um, and how that's a big thing, but I think Charlamagne had joked, he was like, dog, you a photographer, you did events, you used to, you, shit, you produced self-destruction, you used to be a BDP, like, what have you not done? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, you know, he was like, you know, it's funny because I kind of always seen that I was a part of someone else's thing. You know, I was in BDP. That was KRS-One's thing. I'm doing events, but, you know, that's, I'm, you know, I'm doing it for this client or whatever. I'm taking photos. I'm taking photos of whoever the subject is and all of that. And it was like the mm. way he kind of saw it, you know, he was like, he was like, that's why I never wrote a book. He said, because I never felt like I had anything of my own until now. Now I got the book. And it, that bugged me out because... I go, like, I don't say I go on record, but I've said numerous times, you know, I used to listen to the Combat Jack podcast quite a bit. Damn near all of them. Mm-hmm. And I think probably my two favorite episodes, or definitely top five, but two of my favorites are the Mano episode and the D-Nice episode. And this is well before mm-hmm. Club Quarantine, but, the the ep- like, when you hear so much of his story, I was like, damn, I didn't even know all this shit about him. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like he had mm-hmm. a book worth of a life at that moment. And it just goes to show mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, how you see yourself isn't how the world sees you. You know what I mean? And it, and it's like, yeah. sometimes it's unfortunate. And, you know, obviously it is on you to your point. It's on you to kind of tell your story, sing your song. You know, they say most of the greatest of all time are self-anointed. You know, whether it's Michael Jackson, right. Howard Stern, Muhammad Ali, like most of these motherfuckers, they say it themselves. Jay-Z, Jay-Z Wayne, you know what I mean? Like they say it themselves. Mm-hmm. They don't wait for, you know, they don't wait for the people to to give them the crown because shit, you'll be waiting a long time. Right. But, um, right. And see, yeah, I, I get that what he's saying because it's like, yeah, you've, you've produced some big things, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he he had some good big records. You know what I'm saying? He had his own. He had his own shit. My name's D Nice. Shit. You know, self destruction. You know, but again, it's like like uh, my homie called me the other day, Brendan. Shout out to Brendan yeah. Moore, Coach B Moore. Um, he just you know he he one of them type of people that's gonna hit you with the you know how you know how you might get something in your in your inbox be like. If you if you get this, send it to another brother and show them that you love. <laughs> yeah, I never you know send them shits back to nobody. I hate to say it. <laughs> he he, <laughs> he do that kind of shit in real right. life. Like he just call you and be like, "Yo, man, I just want to tell you, man, your work is important, good. man. Keep doing what you're doing. The world Trained need what you're no doing. Education. You know what I'm saying? Because you know he he's, so he's like, trained, yo, I, I, I'm an engineer. Da 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 da. But Got it. what I learned from being around you is that the art matters. You know what I'm saying? So you know. The engineer needs the art, you know what I'm saying? The art needs the engineer sometimes. And see, when I'm I'm like a hybrid, you know what I'm saying? So mm. D nice, somebody like D nice is a hybrid. 
where he can you can go to him and be like, yo, I want this. And he going to put it together for you. You know what I'm saying? Like an engineer. Like, okay, boom, we need these beats. We need this sound. Da, 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 we, I could, you know, I know how to make this shit look right for you. I know how to make this shit sound right for you. I know how to p- make this environment right for you. And when you're doing that kind of work, it's different kind of work than when you're doing your artwork. When you're doing your artwork, it's an idea that's born in you. You create whatever is going to come out of it, and then you present it to the world as this is an idea that was born in my head. And that's a lot different than the work you do for clients or the work you do, you know what I'm saying? Even though it's your work and you did it, but it don't feel the same. So that's I think that's what, like, Shock G, mm-hmm. D-Nice, you know what I'm saying? I think it's the same kind of conversation. It's where you got to you gotta also do the work that's important to you and to what's inside of you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But shout out to D Nice. I I remember shit when I f- first came across D Nice yeah. in real life. He was like building what building websites and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like during the early yeah. tech boom of the you know what I'm saying web 1.0. Like you know what I'm saying when the whole shit was just popping off. Dot com boom, and that was like ninety nine two thousand. Up in the uh, Vanguard offices, Keith Kleeskels had Vanguard. Uh, that shit over there was like boomerang. You know what I'm saying? A whole company full of black people. You know what I'm saying? Everywhere, and then you just D Nice just was in the lobby. You know what I'm saying? Working on the website. You know what I'm saying? Like damn, that's D Nice. But he was he was switching gears. You know what I'm saying? Which which was you know which obviously was important to his sustainability as a, you know what I'm saying, as a public figure. He, that wasn't no public shit, but it kept him in front of everybody. You know what I mean? Looked like he was trying to do them deals and it's probably them same people that he was trying to do them deals with was the people that started hiring him, hiring him as a DJ. You know what I mean? Right. That's gotta be something too. I mean, you know, <clears throat> I've switched before, but like just in general, it's gotta be something, especially if you're known for one thing to change, basically to pivot and reintroduce yourself to the point to where people, you want people to not say, not (laughs) particularly forget about what you once did. You know what I'm saying? But deal with what you're doing now with the same level of respect. You know what I'm saying? Like this is the, but that this is we're focused on this one now. This is what I'm doing now. I used to do that, and you know, no, no doubt. I, you know, I mean, yeah, I appreciate the, the, you know, I mean, the props or the memories or whatever. But I need you to see me in this new light. To do that, that that's a that takes a lot. That's a lot of effort. I mean, it can be done, but it's gotta be, you know. And then also, if that's what you're known for, it's really hard to to re, you know, to change because damn near everything that you got, you got off of the past Mm -hmm. wins. You know what I'm saying? So it's very easy to rest on your laurels, you know what I mean? Rather than say, you know what, not even leveraging what I used to do outside of maybe my name, but like saying, yo, 
Okay, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Fair enough. I used to do that, but this is what I do now, and right. I, you know, what I mean, and and not right. and not but revert you, back done that. when it gets you uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, yeah. how did it feel? Like, you know what I'm saying? Was well, I the did first that. person? Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Report. It was it was interesting. It was wild. <laughs> I mean, it was wild. It was wild. It's been so long ago, but it was wild. Like, um. Nah, but it was it was wild because you know you get the uh, <laughs> you get the real time assessment in the moment, right. not even of your talent, but of your move. Nigga right. said, "Oh, word." So that's what you're doing now, huh? Okay, look at this. Nigga want to go in. Okay, I see you. So you so right. so and they run what you they, they running what you're doing. Like, wait, wait. like in front of you, they gonna run through it in front of you. So what you telling me? Yeah, you telling me. So now. You ain't even in the marketings and all that. You ain't even right. Okay, so that's you ain't you ain't doing none of that. All right. So now you so damn. So you you <laughs> shit like that. Damn, right. so you uh, so you out, you just jumped out the window, huh? Huh shit. Woo. Okay. Right. All right. Well shit. I see you. I hope you're funny. You know, shit like that or whatever the fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? You gotta you gotta deal yeah. with that for a while. Yeah. You gotta say it till people forget. Like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Cause and you gotta realize, I think the thing about what I, I know I learned in that moment is you are who you are. You're not who you're not what you do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What you do is just an extension of who you are, right? So like if you Define yourself by whatever position you have in that moment. When that position goes away, you, I mean, basically eliminated yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember shit back in the day, you know, yo, this Damien from Vibe, mm-hmm. that get that would get calls picked up. You know what I'm saying? And then when it wasn't that, you're like, damn, I hope motherfuckers pick up the call. And then some people picked up the call. Some people didn't pick up the call. They got through, you know, they got back mm-hmm. later or whatever, whatever. But then you're like, damn, am I not, am I not valid? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it make you, you got some moments in the medicine cabinet. Yes, you know what sir. I'm saying? You looking in the mirror like, ah, am I who I say I am? Am I who I'm trying to be? And yeah, you got to thug it out, you know, I, I get mean, to the other side. When I went through the Damn, shit, man. shit, yeah, I mean, I've, I've done it a few times. You know what I'm saying? You've done it. When I went through the first time, see, the first time, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, you go from being regular to doing something. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, we gonna do, we gonna do this, this magazine or this TV show. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's the first one. The first one started to teach you all the lessons, though. Where it's like, yo, everybody ain't gonna ride with that shit, so you can't expect everybody to ride with the shit. But but when you get to a certain success level, like you say, it's Ali from Bob. You know what I mean? That's shit. Coast to coast, we can use that shit. You know what I'm saying? But then, but then when I switched to doing the mm-hmm. content, then it was like, ah, oh, nigga, what you the cameraman now? Like, I mean, that's one thing. But you know, I I do shoot, but I. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't consider myself the cameraman. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, God damn. <laughs> I'm like, how you, you know said mean? that? It was, it, was, right. it was horrible. You know what I'm saying? Like, niggas really, niggas really like, hey, hey, take my picture. Like, nigga, uh, this is video. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, oh, this this where we at with this shit? And then, yeah. and you know, at first it was kind of like, it right. was you know, shameful, like, God damn. Because it's kind of like you taking two steps back to take 10 steps forward, but whatever. 
So you starting over, you starting fresh, you don't know shit, you just doing some yeah. new shit. Yeah. And the humbling moment was, you know, man, my man, I probably told this story, but my man calls, he, I didn't even know him, but somebody had put on, put me on to him, was like, yo, you know what I'm saying, this cat need his, um, his baby shower shot. I'm like, man, I don't shoot. I don't, God damn, y'all taking this shit way too far. I don't shoot baby showers. Like, yeah, damn. I do branded content, <laughs> but ain't nobody know what branded right. content was at this uh, time. You know what I'm saying? So so I, I hired somebody else right. to shoot the um, baby shower, but I came with my camera anyway. And, I mean, lo and behold, as soon as I walk through the door, the first motherfucker I see mm-hmm. is somebody from the industry. You know what I'm saying? And the first thing they see is, oh, this is what you do now? And my, you know what I'm saying? One part of me wanted to say, nah, you know what I'm saying? You know, I do all kind of shit, you know what I'm saying? But the other part of me had already dealt with it. So it was like, nah, fuck that. It pushed the other one, it pushed the other side of me out of the way. It was like, yeah, this is what we do. You know what I'm saying? We shoot all kind of stuff, but you know what I'm saying? We, We shoot this too. You know what I'm saying? And at that moment, I had to check myself because I gave away the money to hire somebody else. You know what I'm saying? But but in, in this moment, I'm like, yo, yeah. I should have just went yeah. on ahead and did this shit, man. Because, you know what I'm saying? Ain't no shame in this shit, man. You got to fucking earn and you got to learn. And it was from like those baby showers and little shit like that, neighborhood community shit, where you start to learn how to really operate and how to move and how to, you know what I'm saying, frame shit up and how to make shit look how you want it to look. So I like, you know what I'm saying, fuck it, and I just rolled with it. And from doing all of those little shits like that, it turned into doing shits for the big brands. You know what I'm saying? The, the shit that got me on was a $200 job. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it was like, fuck what they talking about because them niggas ain't even hiring me anyway. You know what I'm saying? These niggas is not paying no bills around here. So, right. fuck them. You know what I'm saying? And then Truth once you matter. start gaining success with the brands and they start seeing you in, in the other dimension, then they, it came around. Like the people that used to know you started to fuck with you and shit like that. So, you know what I'm saying? It's the same as when you first start something and, and, and your friends and family – seemingly don't support it. You know what I'm saying? They don't order shit from you or they don't buy your shit. You get mad. You want to kick everybody to the curb. You know what I'm saying? It be like that. That's a part of the whole shit. But when you achieve any kind of success on your own, on your own merit, standing on your own shit, everybody be back. Everybody, everybody come back and be proud of you and shit. Like, damn, you know what I'm saying? And you be and you, your first instinct is to be like, oh, you motherfuckers ain't support this shit when I was trying to do it. But, you also wasn't communicating the shit in a way that they could see it. You know what I'm saying? You wasn't vision making making your vision plain enough for people to buy into it off rip. So, you know, it ain't they fault that they can't see some shit that God gave you. You know? So it was um we was on Clubhouse today. Bevy had a room called Asking for Help. You know what I'm saying? Well, close mouth don't get fed, you know what I'm saying? And um it was somebody came and asked a question and then and Bevy was like, you know, um, round up your friends and you know what I'm saying, they they could be, you know, your your you know what I mean, your support group, da da da. And her, her response to that was I just cut them all off. <laughs> 
I was like, oh, she. Yeah, the person, the one who was asking the question, that's the person said, said I that? just cut all my friends, I just cut all my friends' family off. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God damn, she deep in that first phase and don't even understand that, you know what I'm saying, it ain't even got to be all that, you know what I'm saying? And plus, that's a horrible way to to answer somebody who's trying to give you some advice. Ah, with a rebuttal of what you can't do because you done cut all your people off. Now, you out there butt naked by yourself, for real. Just keep them out your business. You ain't got to cut them off. You know what I'm saying? Just separate that shit because that's what it is. That's what they doing. They separating who they know from who you think you're going to be because they don't see that yet. So it's on you. It's on it's on the visionary to yeah. make the shit into what it need to be so everybody can see it. Nobody ain't see Kanye being Kanye. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You ain't see... Kim Kardashian being Kim Kanye saw it. You know what I'm saying? Kanye saw you know that mean? He shit. was able to sell a few people on it. You know what I'm saying? Dame Dash saw it. You know what I'm saying? So right. he had a, he, he sold it through mm-hmm. enough to get mm-hmm. through. You know what I'm saying? Nobody knew what the fuck Kim Kardashian was going to be when she was on the Ray J right. tape. You know what I'm saying? Nobody, uh, that was it. <laughs> improbable right. as right. fuck. <laughs> but that's, you know what I'm saying? It ain't about what right. we think or who what they think. It's about how you work what you got. Yep. Yeah, you gotta stick mm-hmm. to it. You gotta commit to it. So uh Clubhouse room was dope. That was my first was time actually room? speaking on a stage in Clubhouse. You know what I'm saying? I didn't listen to a few things. Um yeah. but it was good. It was uh, you know, talking about just asking for what you you're out here trying to get. You know what I mean? Don't be scared to ask for help, which is, you know, you hear people struggle through that and and I've struggled through it. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I could do this shit. I don't need no motherfucking help. Or when you do get help, you know what I'm saying, and it don't work out how you need it to work out, then now you got to go back and be like, oh, Lord, and double back and they have to explain why the shit ain't work after the motherfucking uninvested, you know what I'm saying, in you or gave you help or whatever. So, you know, each time you ask for help, it's almost like mm-hmm. gaining a new accountability partner and shit. You know what I mean? And sometimes you don't, sometimes you feel like, you know, I don't need that shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I just, shit, if I'm going to disappoint somebody, I might as well just disappoint my motherfucking self. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's the quickest <laughs> way to disappoint myself. everybody. <laughs> Which is the worst shit to you do. Know? You know what I'm saying? So, so Isolated. you have to yep. you have to humble yourself and ask for help sometimes. You know what I mean? Um, that's that's across the board, and and especially when you you being an entrepreneur, you're trying to get goals or trying to get to being uh, get to a goal, whether it's buy a house, anything. It's 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 a humbling experience to have to say you don't know some shit, and you you need to you need to ask somebody for something. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this particular stage, you know. I know it's a lot of shit I don't know. And um, I'm slowly getting more comfortable asking for help. Like right now, I'm in a situation right now where life is moving really fast. You know what I'm saying? You're coming out of this pandemic, sort of, kind of. The world is moving again. You know what I'm saying? Your phone still ain't ringing how it was ringing before the pandemic. So you still got shit to figure out. And and now you're looking at the space, and the space is totally different. Like the conversation, like one talking about NFTs and crypto as much as they talking about it now, and 
way shit is moving in this direction and that direction. And it's like, damn, it's more shit out here that I don't know nothing about. You know what I'm saying? That people are using in my field and I am standing flat footed. You know what I mean? It's quick as like way to go, become a dinosaur. It's like not learn. So I'm like, fuck, <clears throat> I need to talk to somebody and I don't know who to talk to and I don't know, you know, who to call. And I'm just scrolling through my LinkedIn and I saw a link pop up and it was um my man um Ishmael Osakra. And um when I had the magazine, I had like a social media platform, 21st century hustle.com, and he was one of the members. And so he was like young then, he was like in college, he was at Columbia. And then he brought me up on the radio station at Columbia to talk about the hustle. So I hadn't talked to him in a minute, like long, like maybe mm-hmm. 10 years, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, shit. I looked on his LinkedIn, saw what he was doing. He's doing all kind of, you know what I'm saying, analytic marketing and, you know what I'm saying, reading algorithms and shit. So I'm like, shit. That sounds like some shit I mean, need to know about. You know what I mean? So I hit him up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Requested a, a motherfucking meeting. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like a exploratory, you know, was a chop up. And it was dope because, you know, he was excited to see me. And, you know, it's like one of them situations that, yo, man, you a legend, dog. You was doing shit before every, you was, everything people doing now, you was talking about it then. And I'm like, nigga, yeah, but nigga need to know how to do this next shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Fuck all that. Nigga, that shit is over. I need to be right. done, talk about the next shit because I was, shit, it ain't, it ain't no motherfucking brownie points being early on some shit because that shit costs a lot of money to be early. <laughs> so, so he ran me through the, you know what I'm saying, the type of shit that they was doing with, with artificial intelligence and all that kind of shit. And I'm like, yeah, all right, I'm on it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm doing my homework. We're going to re- reconnect and see what we could get done. So, all oh, that shit need. I need to be able to understand the future of some of this shit. Right. That's dope. That's always good to get some new energy. You know what right. I mean? It's a, a different, different viewpoint. You know. Yeah, right. That's, <clears throat> that's that's sometimes all you mm-hmm. need. Yeah. It's like going to the gas yeah. station. Yeah, the last last know? thing I'm gonna say yeah. on that help shit is yeah, is, is shit. Everybody look at help coming from above. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's you know, God or, you know, people who are doing better than you or more successful than you. But a lot of times you got help got to be 360. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's people under you that can help you do different mm-hmm. shit. It's people next to you, your peers, that can, you know what I'm saying, add some type of advice to what you got going on. It ain't always like the money part. Sometimes it's just about energy or information. You know what I'm saying? Information first. And it's people under you got information that you ain't got. You know what I mean? And, you know, so I would always say it's yeah. help is 360 degrees. Yeah, no, I'm with that. I'm with that shit. Um, Richard Pryor said something about, uh, something to the fact, I'm paraphrasing, he said, the, he said the, the best <laughs> thing that I know is that I don't know shit. <laughs> and that, you know that shit makes sense. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta, just gotta ask. You could ask anybody, somebody. You know, it's it's all, it's all, um, 
perception. It's mm-hmm. all insight that you can use and utilize. I just, in that moment when you were saying, you know, you ask help, don't always ask from above, you know, so God or somebody that got more than you. I don't know. In my mind, I just had this vision of God <laughs> patting his pockets like, I ain't even got it, my boy. <laughs> you on your own this time. You know, I can't say that shit. I ain't even got it for you right now, my nigga. Ah, you caught me at a bad time. Woo-wee. You know what? <laughs> that would be so disappointing. Anyway, nah, 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 nah. Let me knock on wood. Rested, you know. <laughs> nah, nah, but sometimes no that conversation be like, sometimes you oh, got be like, hey, man. man. Yeah, that's. I done already told yeah. you what I need to tell you. I ain't got no more for you today. Please step right. out there on your own. And once you get going, I'll blow some wind beneath your wings, okay? <laughs> Right, right, right. right. <laughs> no How sign. many signs I got to send you? Anyway. <laughs> oh, man. Shit. That's crazy. Uh, <clears throat> yo, I seen this uh, this funny little article. Not funny, but it was an interesting article in uh, New York Times about uh, basically... The last person on the bench in the NBA is better than damn near everybody that is not in the NBA. And and people forget that, you know, like there's a, there was a, uh, I forget my man's name, Brian, I'm going to find his name as we talking about it, but there's an NBA player who was, you know, like a journeyman player. He played in the NBA for like 13 years. He may have averaged, um, he didn't average a whole lot. But uh, he's out, you know, at the gym, chilling, kind of like mm-hmm. a, maybe like a like a run and shoot type of gym. And, um, you know, a young kid came up to him, and he's about 42. He's a former NBA player. He's retired now. And this kid's probably mm-hmm. like high school, maybe early college. And he challenged him. He challenged him to like one-on-one. He was like, yo, you know what I mean? I think... Mm-hmm. I'll bust your ass, basically. You know what I mean? Because, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of shit talking in sports. And uh, it was like, <laughs> I don't think you really want it. You know what I mean? He said, you know, I, look, I, you know, listen, I ain't played it a while, but I, when I did, I was nice and I'm still nice. So, I, you know, I was, I've always been better than you, mm-hmm. even not even in the NBA. Right. So Cat uh, was like, well, let's play. He said, all right, well, let's, what's the stakes? He was like, well, let's play for, mm-hmm. I'll give you my sneakers if you beat me. So he says, I right, bet we're going to play to 11. And he beat that <laughs> motherfucker 11 zip. And um, nigga had to go home barefooted. Yeah, I'm trying to find his name as I tell you. He beat his ass 11. Yeah, terrible, terrible. He said, now listen, if we play, and he told him, he gave him the, the, the disclaimer. He said, yo, if we play, I'm going, to, I'm going to play competitively. Like, so you know this, I'm going to play competitively. And dude was like, yeah, all right, bet. Walked <laughs> off, no sneakers. And it was just a story about, you know, about all of these type of people. Because mm-hmm. they, especially the cats that aren't superstars, you know what I mean? People that would just, you know, as they mm-hmm. say, oh, he just got a ring because he was there. You know what I mean? It's quick to discredit people. Or she just got a ring because they were there, like, you know, uh, retired mm-hmm. NBA and WNBA players. They get challenged quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And they're nice, you know? It's like, these are still, <laughs> like, these are like mutants, you forget, but these people are kind of crazy with it. So, um, yeah, yeah. I just thought that I shit mean, was funny, man. It ain't, 
I can't even find yeah, that. Yeah, and article. shit. I thought that was hilarious. Know, even the league yeah. minimal shit varies from goddamn 900,000 to 2.5 million. So, depending on how many years you've been around. So, shit. Yeah. Ain't too many jobs they giving out paying you that much. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> not off the rip. Not out, you know what I mean? So, even right. shit, people work long careers ain't making no million dollars a year with all their bonuses and shit. So, but you know you <clears throat> go ahead. Right. No, nah, I'm done. I'm done. And the thing I'm, is, nah, I ain't, ahead, I ain't yeah, have no going. more points. I'm nah, finish, your, finish your point. No, no, no. Oh shit! So I'm just vamping. Nah, I just wanted to put the point on the fact that it's only right. 500 people at a time in the NBA. So these right. 500 people are a select group. You know what I mean? Like if you could make that 500. You are a different level. And they said, they said that there's a, one of the guys in the, in the article was saying, there's a level that we call the, the, mm-hmm. I think it's called like the go crazy level. Like where it just, it's like, we just get, we, we, we click. Like it's a different type of thing. Like there's this level, this piece where it's like, I'll be damned if I let this fucking mm-hmm. mere mortal beat me when I've been on the court mm-hmm. with the best in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not letting my man that just walked up into this mm-hmm. gym just because he got Jordans or, they, or he got on some Kyrie. Right. They, I played against Kyrie. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, I, nah, it's not going to happen today. And they got that shit where that just, it will click yep. in them and they will do whatever. And it was one of the players was saying that that shit is so hard to turn off that he doesn't even... Dude, he doesn't even play people anymore, not for fear that he can't beat people, but the shit that mm-hmm. he's going to put his body through just to beat right. that person because he's not going to accept the L. So then, like, for the next four days, <laughs> he's in Epsom salt baths. He's broken right. up because, you know, like, right. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it took a lot on his body. Under, people but, underestimate uh, yeah. the type of training that a professional has to do to be a professional. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not not just being just naturally talented mm-hmm. and can flow and shoot the J or, you know what I'm saying? You got these natural innate abilities. It's the training part. It's like, like especially like coming from where I'm from, like say you got a football player that's coming out of high school. By the time you see that nigga go to Alabama, by the time you mm-hmm. see him that next year, he is a whole monster. You know what I'm saying? He's not that same kid that was killing shit in high school no more. This motherfucking muscles is popping out of everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was in the airport mm-hmm. the, when when the Super Bowl was in Atlanta. And this cat, I, I assume, I don't know, because you don't know how football players look. But he had on all of the, the Patriots shit. He had, you know, the Patriots bag. You know what I'm saying? So, and the nigga muscles was popping out of everywhere all early in the morning. Like, it's cold. Nigga got on short pants, you know what I'm saying? His muscles is popping out of everywhere. Nigga legs look like a goddamn G.I. Joe figure or some shit. And I was like, man, that nigga is working out on a whole nother level than, you know what I'm saying, your average gym joker. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you'll see a gym joker that's built. That's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But it, it, it don't look the same as these pro players who actually are doing something with the strength. You know what I'm saying? And banging bodies and doing, you know what I'm saying, night right. after night after night. You know what I'm saying? NBA, you got 82 games. You know what I'm saying? 
Well, you physically doing that shit for real. So, right. Yeah. Against the so best. it it's a, a whole difference, yeah. like street fighting a boxer and shit, or or UFC type of nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like you you might be you might have some skills in the world. You might better get them off with some you know what I'm saying street tactics, but that shit ain't gonna be easy if you do get it off because muscle memory on a professional boxer can lay your ass out quick. Quick. The guy's mm-hmm. name is Brian Scalabrini. He used to play. Um, he played for the. Uh, he won a championship as a reserve for the Boston Celtics in 2008. He retired in 2012. You know, uh, he's six foot nine, mm-hmm. roughly 250 pounds. White dude that uh, admittedly looked <laughs> pudgy on television. Right. Compared to some of the best athletes in the world. So, you know, like I on you know, I could imagine somebody just walk up on them, think they got a shot, and uh it ain't really happening more often than not. But uh yeah, it was, yeah, a, it was, a, it tech, was a funny technique. It, it was funny because like uh, it was, you start to see it like when you play on the park and then you get one of the cats who go to a high school f- to play basketball. He on the team. They when he come to the park, he doing different mm-hmm. shit on your ass than you ain't you ain't used to. Now you mad cause he boxing you out for real. Like, God damn, nigga. <laughs> put your ass on me and shit. Nigga, mm-hmm. put your ass on me. <laughs> like, nigga, you don't get your ass out the paint. <laughs> right. Nigga hit you with them fundamentals. Nigga cheating. Exactly. This nigga playing basketball the right way. This is some bullshit. going on? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, man. Anyway, man. Speaking (laughs) the game over, I think it's time. (laughs) That that, that transition was regular. Yeah, man. Woo-wee. Ah, it is the end of the season. Snowfall yeah. wrapped up last week. I gotta say that shit was yeah one hell of a season. That shit was. I mean, I I liked how it went out. Uh, I think we sh- we should get into it. Let's talk about it. How did you feel? Let's get into it. Snowfall season four. It? Season four finale. Season Episode four 10. finale. Wrapped it up. Um, I mean, before mm-hmm. I get started, I mean. You know, it's not only my favorite thing on TV right now. You know what I'm saying? I I just think they've really mm-hmm. summed up the era. Is is you know what I'm saying? As best as TV could. You know what I mean? In a looking back sort of way, like a lot of the shows that are good are like current. Like you know, speaking of a time that's like right now, you talking about going back thirty years and. And them get, and they get it right, you know what I'm saying? And you know they don't try to do a whole lot with it. They don't glamorize the whole shit, but they get it right in the way that they're doing it. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate the show for that. I know I say that shit probably every week, but yeah, it was um my overall thoughts on it was that it was it was tied up very nicely to set up the next season. You know what I'm saying? Give you a whole lot to work with. Whole lot of changes that's gonna come, you know what I mean? A lot of uh, characters 
moving into their own space and trying to tell their own narrative and shit. I love, I love where it's at. I love where they ending it. You know what I'm saying? They left us with some a little lightweight suspense that wasn't, you know what I'm saying, that we may not take as suspense, but I think there's some things that we assume happened that may not have happened. Um, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, yeah, there's that. There's that. It definitely, up until this last episode, I didn't really know mm-hmm. where they were going to go with season five. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or maybe the episode before that, before uh, Man Boy got killed, before Scully, you know, like, uh, I was like, I had ideas, you know what I mean? I thought, okay, maybe season five would be the mm-hmm. rise of Man Boy or whatever's going to happen, like, because that's kind of how I was looking at it. After this episode, just just how things have been played out and set up, it's a whole yeah. new. It's like a, I'm ready. Like it's a whole so many things. This this episode, man, it had it had moments of usual suspects. It had <laughs> Reservoir Dogs in there. Like it was some shit. It was some shit, dog. I mean. Yo, I don't even know. We should, yeah. I mean, we started at the beginning. In the I, beginning, you know, they went old school. Um, they threw it back. You know what I'm saying? Show yeah. Alton as a pops. Yeah. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? Drinking on the job. Uh, <laughs> coming uh-huh. up to the school. You know what I'm saying? With the with the black man, pro-black man, freedom of speech talk. But drunk mm. Middleton. Drunk you know and Middleton. But I think yeah. in that move, mm-hmm. which, again, if you, I relate to, like, say, if you go back to the Mac 10 bag, you know what I'm saying? Pops come in strong, handle right. shit, you know what I'm saying? You kind of left holding the bag, you know what I mean? And and this is where you first to see where, how Franklin becomes isolated from the hood, you know what I'm saying? So, so like, mm-hmm. how some right. of these street politics is hard for him to navigate because he didn't grow up with these cats like that. He grew up in the hood. But he didn't go to school with him in the same school all the way through. So, you know what I'm saying? I think that's why they threw that in there because it wasn't really a whole lot of reason to throw that, you know what I'm saying, throwback shot in there other than to show you Franklin's fundamental, you know what I'm saying, upbringing and and how he got taken mm-hmm. out of the school that he was in. So, um, yeah, I think that too, and and then that line where Alton was like, you know, remember your daddy right. always gonna be there. I always love you. Like even as even as a drunk militant, like I'm gonna one, mm-hmm. I'm gonna put you on the game, meaning that um, you you don't understand this now, right. but you're gonna have to be your own man. Mm-hmm. Now remember that, and then you know, but I always be there for you. Don't don't ever forget. I'm always gonna be there for you, and it kind of like. I guess maybe re-endeared him to his father who he was kind of trying to just basically divorce. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was, he was, he calling him Alton. Right. He don't even call him right. Pops no more. He call him Alton. And then, you know, so, he also yeah, said, um, that uh, one other thing that, that um, was crucial was that, uh, damn, what was, what was the two things you just said? I always love you. He's, I'll always leave. daddy always be there, and he oh. told him like you gotta and be. And he your also man. said, "Don't uh, basically fuck these friends. Yeah. You'll find better ones at your new school." <laughs> right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Which, which, which throw, which puts right. a lot of Franklin in perspective because right. Franklin is cold as fuck. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he he not he's not really he don't really connect right. that well. He's he's definitely a cold motherfucker, and he got cold cold in this ep- this episode here. You know, we had the conversation last week about you know Alton actually being mm-hmm. a good guy. You know, right. at least to face of morality, or at right. least trying to do the right thing. And <clears throat> Franklin being the anti hero, like they, they pushed that shit to the edge. Like it was definitely a battle between good and bad on a certain level. And um, you know, like Franklin really made you like if you chose an allegiance to Franklin uh four four seasons ago, right. it's tested it, especially when he kicked right. the motherfuckers up out of that shelter. Like that was he was all the way evil. He first of all, on the side note, right. pride is a motherfucker. Because uh, when them people was getting kicked out of their shelter, there was a couple of them acting like they had <laughs> right. places to be otherwise anyway. They was like, well, I, fuck I, it, that shit. I'm going to go. Out you know what I mean? Like, nigga. If... <laughs> right. Shit, I was about to break out anyway. You ain't got to tell me more than once. Yeah, yeah that uh, uh, that was tough, tough yeah. scene, but that's man. That was a tough scene because it had to be, he had to find Alton. You know what I'm saying? So it, it kind of had to be done. He had to mm-hmm. force yeah. some. Like he didn't think that the dude was gonna buck on him like that. You know what I'm saying? But the sleeper part right. of that that scene was that just you know four four episodes ago, Leon was living in that bitch, and he had to. You know what I'm saying? You heard mm-hmm. the man get the Isn't fuck up crazy? out of here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, God yeah, damn, yeah, nigga, this this nigga, this place saved you, your 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 girl. You know what I'm saying? And now, right. and he, that probably didn't right. feel good. You know what I'm saying? He he had to do it. He stood up and did that yeah. shit. Rode with his homie on it, but that had to feel some kind of way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which is a theme, right? Which is a theme throughout. Like there's a lot of people been suppressing these feelings, but they've been, you know, they've been following this man's orders because this is the man. He's the guy in in command and we're going to fall in line, but shit is starting to unravel. And and, and see, I think even back then, like when shit was first starting like that, it was like more so even than this, the man in command, nobody didn't know how the game went. You know what I'm saying? was no rules to like crack was a whole new game. You know what I'm saying? And if you had somebody that kind of figured it out and y'all was able to get money and y'all, you know, and you was rolling, then you like, okay, I'm rolling with the plan. Like, this nigga know what's happening. All right, we going to roll with this shit. I'm going to play my part. You know what I'm saying? But along the way, you start to see shit a little differently. You know what I'm saying? You might you might have a, a difference of opinion with who you rolling with. And it's like, I don't know if, Shit, I don't know if we should be doing this shit like this. You know what I'm saying? And <clears throat> you have to make a decision. And that's this is what we're seeing. We're seeing right. people dealing with decisions that they got to make. The mama, Alton, you know what I'm saying? Franklin, Leon, everybody got these decisions. You know what I'm saying? Louis, Jerome, you know. So Everybody got these decisions they got to make. And this is where, this is what makes the show so interesting going into season five is that you see how some people are, are using that decision-making process. And then you don't know how others are going to decide going into, you know, you don't know what the reaction is going to be to everybody's actions that want to do something differently, you know? And so, 
Um, right. I, I I think that leaves a lot of story to be told. Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely well. You know, this is that's a lot of what season five is going to reveal. So you know, uh, <clears throat> not not yeah, it's a lot yeah. of a lot of moving parts that are going to be that have been uh, awakened. I guess we'll get into that in so a second. You, but um, you left so, the shelter, then you went to so the yeah, house. So he kicked. He left the shelter, went to the house, and then uh, yeah, Alton showed up. Alton showed up, and then they they about to have that conversation, but here come my man <laughs> Sherman Hemsley, you know old nah. Scully coming through. <laughs> that, the, that, you know, yeah, that, that scene was so crazy. crazy because we didn't know he had found he had got Alton on the line. We didn't know that, you know what I'm saying? We just see Alton in the house looking for his gun, uh-huh. so we thinking last time we saw Alton, he was right. breaking out the hotel wherever he was staying. To to go to no we went to go to the radio station, so we don't know. Yeah, he went oh, and did right. his radio, the radio. thing. Right. So next time we see him, he getting his pistol. So it's like okay, shit, what's going on here? Franklin shows up. We don't know if Franklin there to kill him because at this point, you thinking Franklin looking for the nigga to do what he got to do, or at least you know what I'm saying, set him up for Reed. You don't know how he gonna handle that shit. So. So you got that tension. Right. It's like, nigga, you came along. Yeah, nigga, I told you I was coming along. So, okay, that answers the question. Okay, these niggas done talk. But then during they tense right. moments, you got fucking a knock at the door. And it's Scully. Ah, <laughs> oh, God damn. <laughs> that nigga, uh-huh. Franklin, is yeah. he in a situation after situation after situation. Right. He's like, knock, knock. You hear? <laughs> I got a, pa- a package <laughs> for the saint Yo, family. Man. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Nah. Oh, man. That shit was funny. Well, f- well, hold on. Let's step back. When Alton was on that radio show talking his shit, was hilarious. He was like, they don't mess with the wrong black man this time. And his name is Reed Thompson. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to put more shit out if they don't. <laughs> Yo, he was snapping. Oh, oh man, he was militant in the motherfucker. He was all the way in. But so yeah, so so Scully, Scully come in looking like Jack Nicholson from the uh, what was the from the shining, the way he yeah, where he came through the door. And uh, you know, uh what you call it? Oh Alton caught him. Caught him in the nah, we caught, caught him, him in, in the leg, caught him in the nah, leg and maybe like the in side. The, like in his abdomen. Okay, yeah. With real, like, real strategic, old-school teacup and saucer <laughs> shooting. You know what I mean? Like, you can tell. You know what I mean? He had, he had, a, he had the fundamentals. Hey, he he got down. Pat, pat. You know? What you say about his coat? What you say about his coat? Teacup and saucer, they call that. <laughs> oh, the Richard Roundtree duster. He had the duster on. He had the, the Roundtree. Hey, the, that, the that nigga boy. had the exploitation yeah, you know. gun stance down. Pat. <laughs> nigga. <laughs> Nigga did it. He just got done watching Shaft in Africa. You know what I mean? Well, but was one ready. thing I ain't understand about oh, that shit, scene sir. though is when they shot him up out the house. Uh huh. I'm like, why Franklin ain't run right. out there like Scarface did when he came out out from the Colombians, ran down Kill the steps. Him. You know what I'm saying? Ran, didn't shoot him in the back. Ran in front of him. Mm-hmm. Got all the way in front of him and popped his ass in the middle of the street. I'm like, why, why y'all ain't go out there and finish the motherfucking job? 
<laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Frankly, yeah, you didn't I get hit. Nigga, get your, your gun still got bullets. Nigga. I know y'all ain't, mm-hmm. y'all already know from the last time y'all shot him that he ain't easy to die. Nope, not at all. Not at all. He, he ain't he got shit to lose. The nigga yeah. is on your ass in your mama house. He know where you stay. <laughs> Come on, man. Right. You supposed to finish that. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe Franklin still get a little gun shy around yeah. his father. Who we knows? seen Franklin, but, Franklin uh, just I killed the f- two, three motherfuckers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's inconsistent. It's a little inconsistent. But he got nervous, though. Gun energy. He should have. He should have finished Scully Listen. off. He should have finished Scully off. If it was, if it was there to take, he should have definitely hey, went for that. When, when that nigga Scully knocked um, on that door and announced himself, that nigga Franklin looked like that shit was the light man out there to cut the lights off. Like, ah, shit, nigga, get on the ground, <laughs> shit. Ah, take cover. I forgot about this nigga. Shit. They doing this today? Yeah, it's like, oh, I don't forget. <laughs> yeah, right. Damn, all this shit that I got. Yeah, man, that shit was crazy. Now, what was what was super funny to me? Oh, another thing, just to, on the side, um, them doorway yeah. beads. That's like one of the first yeah, black yeah, security man. systems. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because that 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 definitely helped him out when when he came through them. With okay, okay, all right, we know he coming <laughs> from the back door. All right, fair enough. Because <laughs> uh, they didn't know. They didn't know at first, especially you know when they dipped the, the head. Went through them bees. It was like, exactly okay, we can play something. But um, yeah, man. Speaking of some black ass shit, uh, when when pops, <laughs> when pops smacked right. Franklin over the head with the black power fist. He <laughs> peeped that nah, was a black power fist. I thought it was a pan. Fist. I ain't know what he, he hit him with. <laughs> no, I had to rewatch that. To watch it again, this motherfucker had he had the black power fist. Like a little porcelain black power fist sitting on the uh, on the on the dresser, and he says, "So it's gonna be like that, huh?" Sorry, <laughs> son. <laughs> and with the black power, yeah. Sorry, I gotta, I I gotta, gotta get. To oh, that shit God, was it. hilarious. Yeah, woo. He gave it to him. So then, so that that shuts up Franklin being revived by <laughs> sissy. Um, the, they had up. They had a standoff. Hour later, <laughs> yeah. They had the good old the Mexican standoff, as they call it, old the little Reservoir right. Dogs moment with the duel with the double yeah. one because the there's hospital. one going on. Yeah, yeah. Scully then blood walked all the way over to the hospital and and pulled the joint out on Louie. And um, yeah, that was a that, tense moment, yeah. man. That, I ain't gonna lie, that, yeah. they they did that. That that was a good tense dual tensity. Yeah, dual dual tense moments. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, what you well, think? What's your thoughts? Talk to I, me. I, I think I, I was like, well, I don't know what took them so long to get to the hospital, but you know what I'm saying? If they knew, if they knew they had hit yeah. Louie, it seemed like the hospital would have been one of the first places. Right. That's what I was waiting on. You know what I'm saying? One of them, mm-hmm. them to hit the hospital. So him to show up at the hospital, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, okay. Yeah. This is about, that's about right where you would go. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. The it must be the new Scully that's kind of battling the old Scully because he he still say shit like you know what I'm saying. Even when he when he came to Franklin's crib, he was like, "I just want to talk." You know what I'm saying? Even though he in that bitch with the sawed off, you know what I'm saying? It's like 
his right. new self is right. kind of fighting with his old self. You know what I mean? So when he get to the hospital mm-hmm. and he got got that thing on Louis, he looking for Jerome. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The old Scully probably wouldn't have hesitated and had no conversation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but you know he's right. sitting there bleeding out. You know what I mean? Shit, going look like he about to go in and out of consciousness. You know what I'm saying? And and mm-hmm. you know Jerome mm-hmm. talking to him in one ear with the you know what I'm saying I can see kind of you know what I'm saying I leave with you right now. You know what I'm saying? You ain't gotta do it. You know what I'm saying? I'm the one who killed mm-hmm. your old lady, man. I'm, I'm who you want, right? This is what you want, right here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And right, then, right, right. then, yeah, then Louie, you know what I'm saying? She running her, 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 her cool ass game on him. And, you know, Jerome peeping that he weak. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I'm saying? About to lose it. So he went in and, you know, got the situation under control. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it was a little anticlimactic that thing. It, it built the pre- I thought so. I thought at least the gun was gonna go off or something. But I mean, right. it, it worked out. It worked out. Nobody wanted to see right. Louis get hurt, obviously. Um, but uh, I didn't. I mean, if that was the end of nah, the Scully character, if you listen to the dialogue, because okay. he got the arrested, then I guess when when they went to tell Franklin they want to be their own shit, they say we worked. We, right. we worked it out with Scully in, in Inglewood. You know what I'm saying? But I think that nah. was prior. Nah, that's I don't not think prior. that was. It was not worked you out. Think that was it was recent? A, nigga was shooting up everybody. How was it worked out? Basically, what we underestimate when they mm-hmm. go to that scene, what they try to give us in dialogue, mm-hmm. that there has been time that has elapsed since the hospital. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So she come home, and right. the first thing they say, that the business has been uh, okay. on track in the club. And in the streets. So <clears throat> that's after all of this war shit. You know what I'm saying? Because shit right. wasn't straight on the streets when the war shit was going down. So when they come in, time has elapsed. She's letting him know, nigga, we worked that shit out with Scully and Inglewood. You know what I'm saying? We worked out the shit in, um, mm. in uh, where they going? Uh, not St. Louis. Out in... Um no, 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 no. Little no, Rock. Arkansas. We worked Little that Rock. shit out in Little Rock. And we want to run our shit our way. You know what I'm saying? And which is which is yeah. probably mm-hmm. is is uh Jerome, a lot of Jerome and her kind of making up. Like if we gonna do this, you know what I'm saying? Shit, we need to do this in a way where I know what's happening. That's one part. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because he is the one that was telling Louie, like, yo, we can't go out here and drop this shit on these people and, and not let them know what's happening and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? He believes in all that, you know, letting people know how it is and standing mm-hmm. by that shit like he did in the projects. But but um, <clears throat> also, Jerome, you know what I'm saying? He's, he's all they ass is affected. By that shit that man boy dropped on their ass. Uncle, your nephew's bitch. You know what I'm saying? Each of you niggas weaker than the last. You know what I'm saying? Like, at the beginning of that episode, he was like, I'm tired of following. You know what I mean? Now, now this nigga hitting you. You in the clutch. You done, you know what I'm saying? You you here and this nigga like, uncle, nephew's bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
shit, that probably put a lot of thought in his head. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm risking my whole life out here. This nigga is over my old lady with a pistol behind some shit, some plotting and right. scheming and all this shit, which could have been easily handled if we was just doing some regular straight up street shit like like I know how to do. You know what I'm saying? So it's a lot of people that's right. saying that, you know, Franklin is the brains and Jerome them fucking up and they being disloyal. But in that game, man, you got to you every day you out there you risking all your whole shit. You know what I mean? And if you if you're not agreeing mm-hmm. with the decisions that's being made, you know what I'm saying, on your life, shit. The the crack game was so yeah. democratized that you could get in it and do it your own way at any time. That's what made it so, you know what I'm saying? That's what made it so wild. Everybody could do their own shit. Everybody got a corner. Everybody got a crew. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's just Jerome taking back what he feels like he lost in this whole thing. Because, you know, while everybody's saying that they disloyal, shit. Franklin ass wasn't going to let their ass go. You know what I'm saying? When nigga was like, you know what? I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to sell these speakers, man. I told you this shit was going to be wild as fuck. I ain't too much with all that shit. Let me just go over here and do what the fuck I do. Nah, man. Fuck that, unk. We got to keep going. And then, unk, keep going. But now, you done got his, you know what I'm saying? His lady done got shot. You know what I'm saying? You done, shit. I done had to kill about three, four motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Shit, I was good smoking my reefer, lifting weights in the front yard. I need to figure out how to get my shit back to the way that I would do shit. Because the way you do shit and the way I do shit is two separate things. Yeah, I want my agency back. I want to be able to move right. how I move. You know, because he was right. his own man. He was his own right. man beforehand. You know, yeah. Understood. It's understood. You know, but Franklin ain't nah, feeling Franklin that shit. Because he and alone. <clears throat> Yeah, well, that leads us to the other thing, though. That's that's the one part, you know, where Louie and Jerome want to leave. That remind me of the, the whole Let the Locks Go campaign <laughs> from Bad Boy. That's just what that felt like. And uh, <laughs> so then so then it was the moment when him and Leon wow. chilling, Leon hitting them with some perspective, a little bit of insight. Look, listen, if you let them go, you know what I mean? You're going to take a little bit. Of, you're going to take a hit financially, but they're going to respect wow. you. And if it don't work out, they'll probably come back. But if not, they're gonna respect you, and it's gonna it's gonna right. be all good. And um, that's when Franklin was like, "When you become right. smart," Leon was like, "Nigga, I always been smart. You ain't never. You just didn't right. see me." Right. You know what I mean, Leon having his his whole he had that car. He had that moment like the um the bodyguard in the car where he like, "Look, right. I don't think I want to do this right. shit no more." You know what I'm saying? We've been through a whole mm-hmm. lot, and um. You know, Franklin was like, look, man, I hear all that, but, you know, there was plenty of times when I could have let you, I could have gave right. you up when people wanted to kill you and I held right. you down. So you're going to have to stay That's on. A, you're going to have to stay on squad a for a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah basically. But, but basically. You know, Leon could have said the same thing. Gonna nigga, I held problem. you down when niggas was at your throat. Nigga, I, who, I went and got the niggas to get your mm-hmm. little, you know what I'm saying, your money back. When when you got robbed, nigga, I'm was I'm there every step of the way, nigga. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Nah, he definitely got valid point. Now, Leon, come on, man. And and right. Franklin know that. Franklin know that. Franklin just he he's Yeah, he's he manipulating, he's manipulating right the thing now. because from the time yeah. from the time his mama got on that plane, 
out and stole his mama. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? She gone. He, right. you know what I'm saying? He had to, you know what I'm saying? Whimper, do that whimper talk with his mama. Like, I'm a miss, miss you, mama. You know what I'm saying? So his mama left. Uh-huh. Then, you know what I'm saying? He showed up to the hospital. They they all shook because Scully done showed up. You know what I'm saying? On, on they ass. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's wrong, like, yeah, nigga, Scully showed up. Oh, let me go check on Lee. Nah, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? We ain't finna yeah, do that right now, sure. man. She don't, she don't want, she don't want to have no business, man. I'm t- that's Jerome yeah, taking his lady back. You know what I'm saying? Because, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. nigga, you had carte blanche to my old lady, my lifeline, man. Now, man, yeah. I, I'm I'm taking some some of that back, man. You 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 gonna have to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Figure your shit out, man. He probably he just realized. Yeah, he realized he wasn't gonna have right. shit. He had some money, but at the right. end of it all, he wasn't. He's was gonna be Shit, fucked Leon up. Leon was his last yeah, motherfucker left. So. Reed left. Reed left for a while. It's gonna be a new guy coming in. You know what I'm saying? He got some shit to take right. care of. I'm gonna be off the scene. So his mama left. Reed left. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Jerome and Louis left. And then Leon, like, man, I ain't trying to add on to your shit, but I ain't with none of this shit either. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, what's going like, on? Only person he got is Peaches. Peaches, <laughs> Peaches, be Peaches around. Be around. He got, he got, um, he got Black Diamond and D. <laughs> he gave right, him a right, job. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He got them for whatever that's oh, worth. Man. So whatever that's worth, but they they go for the highest bidder. As long as he got the most money, they'll right. be loyal. Uh, so let's let's. I gotta ask you though. Um, there's that scene. I got two questions. So, Cuba, mm-hmm. right? Sissy and mm-hmm. Alton, right? So, uh, Alton wake get woke up. Sissy said, "Yo, you know what I mean? I'm about to go out here to the green market. You know what I mean? Got some coffee on the, the stove." Walkout. She went out there with that switch swinging like a saloon door. She was switching heavy. <laughs> Oh, that thing yeah, I mean, is like, we done dress. made it out yeah. of the mix. Hey. Yeah, we we are liberated Nigga, they, they Nas and so they Nas leave. and T-Boz made it if they made it to Africa. Right. <laughs> right, right, exactly. They made it finally, finally. He's sitting there reading the spook that sat by the door. <laughs> A little exactly, on the nose. I mean, they could have gave him yeah, something like, else. They, Right, right, right. But that fit the profile. He gonna read. He gonna get conscious with him. So uh, Reed come in with the pistol. Mm-hmm. You no, know, Alton already feeling. You know. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Damn. Alton always got a lot to say. He's like he's in the man boy camp where he got a whole boy. lot of paragraphs. <laughs> yeah, he gonna he gonna give you some some now. He gonna do the knowledge before before it's all said and done. So um, I got two questions for you. Did Alton no, die? And okay, and the second question is: Did Sissy set him up? Now, I, I don't believe Sissy set him up because shit. Reed was at the airport when they left. He knew where the fuck they was going. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that wasn't no motherfucking mystery. Um, I thought they was gonna pop him on the layover, right. especially because they was like, "Yeah, it's a right. layover in Mexico right. City." I thought Reed was gonna have that right. done there. But so, uh, so I don't think yeah. Sissy had him set up because if that's the case, she could let him get killed right there. Shit, you know what I'm saying? Unless she was just trying mm-hmm. to save Franklin right. for seeing her being gangster or whatever. 
But Reed right. knew they was going to Cuba. Reed, you know what I'm saying, agreed to the shit. Um, TV, right? You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody dead unless you see them die on that motherfucker. You know what I mean? Right. And even then, right, right. <laughs> even then, case of Canaan and power, you know what I'm saying, nigga might not be dead. Right, I was about to say that. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but, yeah. the, they let that scene drag on long enough to where he could have pulled the pistol. Right. I mean, he could have pulled the trigger. Pow! And, and fell over. Right. That, you know what I'm saying? That right. would, he raised yeah, the he gun. raised it. He definitely raised and the And that gun. shit went, went to black, right? So, Right, right, right. Okay, right. why would you leave Who Cuba knows? hanging over the season five? Like, you know what I'm saying? You go all the way to Cuba just to let it hang over the season five? I believe, you know what I'm saying, that Reed may need Alton for something. Since he's a little on the outs with the agency, you know what I'm saying? He's out of his position. Uh-huh. He already talked to Avi. Avi, like, you know what I'm saying, you need to go rogue, come on this side. You know what I'm saying? So... I think Reed may need something from Alton and maybe Sissy. You know what I'm saying? To to mm. get something under control or him back in a position. I don't know what that is. I don't know how they're going to play that. But I believe if he was going to kill him, he would be dead. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. What's your thoughts? Okay. Yeah, I don't think... I don't think Sissy set him up. There was a sec. I didn't think that until somebody hit me with it. Like, yo, you think Sissy set him up? And I was like, I can't see Sissy. I feel Sissy's a little too solid. I think I think she wouldn't. Uh, I just don't think that would have been her her way of doing it. I don't think that she would have went in like that. Um, also, uh, what was the other reason I was going to say? I don't think she did. But the one thing that kind of made me... Um, give it a, a second thought was they made it a point and it also shows just like how wild Franklin is just with his uh how how quick he can switch his mood up you know what I mean because um Alton you know gave him the proud black man I apologize you know he took it took, he decided to summon all of the all of the energy to suppress his ego and you know look man son uh you know, man, I, I apologize for everything if it needs to be apologized. You know, one of those <laughs> even went for the handshake. Uh, blanket you know, apology. Frank was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know how that's they gonna give you the apology. You gonna have to, you gonna have to use this. You gonna listen? Yeah, exactly. It's a blanket <laughs> apology. You gonna have to shape it to what is necessary. I just give you some apology cloth. <laughs> yeah, you fit it. You make sure you 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 sew it up to whatever it needs to fit. But uh, I'm going to give you that. You know what I mean? I'm sitting here with my arm in a sling. I'm going to give you the other arm for a handshake. Okay, you're going to leave me hanging on the tall Mac. That's fine. All right, fair I enough. I did hit you I upside up the steps. head with a black power fist. Yeah, I did. I did, I did give you a, a do. Yeah, I did give you the. Yeah, I gave you the. Yeah, that shit was, that was crazy. But uh, so I'm going to step off. It's all good. And then mom's going, hey, mama. <laughs> that nigga's like went right back from sour to sweet. Mama, yeah, that, hey. That mama has you so know. many tears lined under it. <laughs> yeah, mama. yeah, he misses, but he going to miss his mama. He ain't going to miss his mama. But that moment where she was like, you know, um, he said, uh, he said to her, we still got business. He said, you know, we still got business to run. You know what I mean? And uh, she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'll I double back. Mm-hmm. So that kind of made me be like, hmm, 
But I don't. I I think that's just a bit of a hunch. I don't think it's that serious. I think she could still do whatever she want to do with Alton still alive. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but maybe not, because Alton has been in the way quite a bit. He's just been a you know he's he's the yeah he's he's your conscience. Right. He's the guy that's like you know you shouldn't do that. You know he's that motherfucker with a six shooter right. going against the the CIA. But um. So yeah, I don't. I, I'm a. I'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt because she's been strong throughout this whole thing, and she's been pretty clear to Alton that I'm not going against what she had. What she they could argue that too throughout the throughout the at least this season, but throughout the the series, she has been clear to Alton. I'm not going against my son. Right. You know what I'm saying. So, but I think this would be more of a read move. So I'm a, I'm gonna give her the the benefit of the doubt with that. Yeah. She dipped off with Alton to Cuba, get him out the way, helps out Franklin, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. Right. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's a, but, it's a uh, lot to see, you know? I mean, it's a lot to see. Yeah. You know? Okay, so the very, very end, the tail end, the, the, the kicker of the whole shit. <laughs> this is the oh shit moment, dog. Where that nigga, he show up in Odessa, Texas. <laughs> He's like, hey, Mel. <laughs> shit, this nigga shows up. Oh, man, he shows up. She looked like Franklin looked when Scully was at the door. Like, God damn it. Yeah, yeah. She said, oh, no. He was like, yeah, you know, we all need some purpose. <laughs> some shit he said to her. Oh, man. So then he hit her like, yo, you know, you're getting in the way of my business. You know what I mean? I thought he was gonna. I thought he was gonna offer. Right. I thought it was gonna be a. It was gonna be a nasty moment. You know what I mean? Because she definitely put put some bullets in mm-hmm. him. You know, and um, you know he kind of he stepped to us. Say, look, you know your homegirl Irene. You know your friend, the, the journalist. Well, she died in a car accident. Just want to let you know that she's dead. How she died? And, uh, I just know. said a car accident. I just, I, I just said a car accident. Could have happened to she anybody. Dead, though. <laughs> anybody. Even you. Anywhere. You know? <laughs> yeah, anywhere. Even all the way out here in Odessa. So then he says, uh, he said, yo, if you got some shit you want to get off your chest, let me know now. So then she she kind of bucked up. She wasn't all the way scared of him because mm-hmm. I guess there's the there's that level of you know I didn't I didn't shot you once I shoot you again. You caught me lacking right now, but uh, <laughs> you know what I mean it is what it is. So um, he uh, she says, "Yo, did you did you kill my daddy? I don't want to feel crazy. Did you right. kill my daddy?" Never say that shit. And then he don't. Yeah, you said what? Yeah. He said we said. I what? Said, you don't he never say that shit. I don't want to feel crazy. Motherfucker gonna make you feel crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You gave him the, the key. Right. <laughs> so then he gave her the, the non-answer. You know what I mean? Step off. Then he stopped for a second. <laughs> and I thought he was going to blast her. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to blast her. I thought he gave her the 10 paces, the turnaround pistol. And then he put them. <laughs> and what's that motherfucking cane on the back of the chair? <laughs> And smoothed off <laughs> regular walking with Pusher Man playing. Yo, that shit right there, man. I was like, oh, they got this. That was the that was the best moment of the whole night. That's all. This shit is crazy. He got his Kaiser Sose yeah, off. He, he this motherfucker been faking the whole time. Yeah. That's diabolical. Yeah. <laughs> that nigga, that nigga is oh, full shit. on. 
It's what he told Reed. Your job as a CIA agent, agent is to manipulate people to get them to do what you want them to do. And that's been his job as a drug dealer, to manipulate people to get them to do what he wanted them to do. And that's what he's been doing the whole time. Right. Like, he's not the muscle. He's not the guy that has all the street connections. He's not solving a lot of these, you know what I'm saying, street politics. So he's utilizing his tools, Jerome and, and uh, Louie and, you know, and Leon, Peaches, you know what I'm saying? Everybody to get all of that shit done for him. And <clears throat> and so that just, you know, he ended it by letting everybody know that shit. I'm on my motherfucking job. I'm a pusher man. He all in. Mm-hmm. He full on. He's right. he's he's a dope boy right now, all the way. Back on the good foot. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Let Mel know. I ain't you ain't even phased me. You ain't even face me. You shot me, but it ain't stopped my stroll. Look at me. I'm moving out. You shot me, I'm but you ain't stopped yeah. me. Right, right. Man, that shit was crazy. Yeah, man. That was a hell of a season. Yeah. That was a hell of a season. I, You know. Yeah. I can't wait. We got about five years to season five come back. You know how it take a, l- a long ass time. Yeah. So, uh, Especially when shit get popular and shit. Wider's rooms get more, yeah. you know what I'm saying, complicated. Yeah. <laughs> Right, 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 right. Exactly. Now there's probably some negotiations. Mm-hmm. Writers is trying to get some raises before they even settle in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's gonna be a thing, but uh, yeah. Ultimately, when it comes back, I can't wait. It's gonna be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what it does, you know, what I'm saying this, this, just, just what it does for me. Oh, we ain't talking about also. You know, he found his old, his old lady. Yeah, and I didn't get kind of get that. Okay, so she's still alive, I guess was the thing. She's still alive. She's still alive, and And, um, I I I I, I, um froze the screen when they had it on her file. They basically had her work week. You know what I'm saying? I guess she go to work from nine thirty to five, and she lunch at twelve thirty. So I guess those pictures were her at lunch. Um, okay, but uh, yeah, she's alive, and I guess he's like, you know, what I'm saying, damn, if you're alive, now you ain't reach out of nothing. You just out here living and having brunch and shit. Thought you loved me, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So, he, what was the situation with that? Like, run that back again. Now, what happened? With she them? she had to dip out because you know what I'm saying they was in a fucked up situation. I can't remember all the shit. She was in cahoots with the DEA lady and da da da, da and then um, CIA broke up the case, and then she got the fuck on the road because mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying she had done killed the 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 brother and the uncle. You know what I'm saying? It's like she was mm-hmm. she was in a fucked up situation. Like the Mexicans was at her ass, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like the was there anything that she was up against that she didn't disclose to Oso? Um, I'm not sure. You had to, I had to go back and check okay. that out. All right, yeah, I, had to go I totally check that forgot out. like a plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's the mother of the kids, so that's what that's kid? the that's the sister. That's the sister. Remember in the beginning of the season. Kids. She ain't got no kids. So they don't, Oso and her don't have kids together. No, nah, they That was Oso's sister. They was a new couple. Uh, Oso. Oh, Oso and this the woman in the beginning, that's they were a couple, or was that his sister? You're talking about his like sister. That? that was his new. That the that one was his sister. he gave that was some, some money. That was his family. Now, I don't think that's that was his, his family, wife like and his kids. Sister. I don't think. Okay, all right. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm, no, I ain't I'm, pay too much attention to that side of the story. Yeah, I didn't either. You can see, yeah. I mean, you know. But that's, what I was yeah, saying anyway. about Jerome them running their own operation is it, it gives mm-hmm. us a storyline outside of Franklin that, you know right. what I'm saying, that can replace, like, a lot of that the Mexican story. You know what I'm saying? Right. 
So yeah, we'll see. Like so, you know, they'll have their whole little rock thing cracking. They they'll have all, all the right. street politics over in Inglewood with Scully. Um, it's gonna be the tension of them reing up, re upping with with Franklin every time. You know what I'm saying? I can mm-hmm. I can see him going up mm-hmm. on the prices real quick because Jerome just mm-hmm. set his own price. I say we start off with ten at twelve a key, okay? Oh, right, oh, that's right, what you right. say? Yeah, that's what I say. Because yeah. at this point, yeah. you can't whoop my ass. You know that. So right, right. You're gonna have to kill me, so. Peaches. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to be ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you know what I mean? We could we could do this yeah, with you, or we could go do it across the street. Yeah, and then whatever happens with, uh, I guess, Sissy, Alton, Avi, and Reed, there's still some shit there. Yeah, I, think, I don't know if I think Mel's Reed gonna and come Ivy, back into play. Reed and Avi gonna be on on squad together. They scenes gonna be together next season. Right, right. I'm curious. I don't know. I mean, I felt like Mel they ain't really use her much. They just use her as like a book, like bookends, right. the beginning and towards the end. You know what I mean? So. She might not even be back. Um, I know they got. No, she might not. Maybe she will. We'll see. But she, you know, I thought she was going to have a bigger role this season, but we'll see. Um, curious what's going to happen to Wanda. If Wanda and Leon going to wind up together, what's Wanda going to do? Is she going to stay off crack? Because they did bring her back. So mm-hmm. she going to be back. So they're going to have to do a little bit more to her storyline than having her just. You know what I mean? Just wandering. <laughs> wandering Wanda. Comic relief. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She's like, the, <laughs> yeah, that shit's crazy. But um, what is another thing I was going to ask you? Uh, so I guess that's it. Next week, we'll get into the way more measured, way more uh, uh, historical uh, Godfather of Harlem. You know right. what I mean? It's definitely not as exciting as Snowfall, but you know it's it's doing what it needs to do. We'll get into that. That should. Right. Are you are you up to? You seen the last two episodes so far? I just saw the first one. I didn't catch um, this week's. Okay, I, I'm gonna catch yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we'll chop it up with that. Yeah, I'll be up but to date that's though. That's it, man. Shit, that's right. it, man. You got anything else you want to say before we get out of here, man? That's it, man. Shit, shit. Stay, stay moving. Stay prospering. You know what I'm saying? You get stuck, pivot. You know what I mean? Never stop learning. Um, keep yourself relevant. Tell your own motherfucking story. And goddamn, shit. Don't be outing. Don't be outing. If you're going to be outing, you got to do it in a different kind of way. You know what I'm saying? Stay all the yeah, way out yeah, the way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't take a, a, a generous grant from your drug dealing son. Yeah, don't go against the CIA with a six shooter. Don't do that. <laughs> don't saying, do that. That ain't a good look. <laughs> don't let them know where you're going. Don't give them your air. Don't give them your itinerary. Don't give them your flight info. Please do not give the CIA your itinerary. <laughs> and invite them to the. you're going to live. And invite right. them to the goddamn airport with you. Mm-mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't let them see you off at the tarmac. That's bad news. Anyway, uh, hopefully, if that if all that information applies to you, then woo, shit is deep. And I hope this podcast gave you a little bit of relief because your your life is stressful. Anyway, uh, <laughs> until then, tell a friend to tell a friend, and even an enemy, to get in the conversation. We out. Yep.
Seis.